Hello, and welcome back to the Horror Tree Stories Podcast, where tragedy is described beautifully through short horror stories that intrigue the mind and chill the soul. Once again, I am your host and author, Hill, from the vid, and this is Season 1, Episode 6, The Oak Park Massacre of 1985. Hmm. I wonder if he was right. Judging by the looks of this place, I'm gonna bet against him. Man, you can't judge by that. This stuff could have happened way after. This place been abandoned for years. Okay, but what about the blood over there? That blood look old, right? Yeah, but that blood look new right there. That's not helping your argument. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we don't know what happened, when, where, what, all to All I'm who. saying is oh, oh, I don't want That's all I'm saying. whatever happened to whoever it happened to, whenever uh, it happened to them, what? to happen to I, me. That's that's too many twos. I don't know what you're talking oh, so about. Now you're gonna play all I know is I found the sixth tape. You know what I'm about to do, right? Yeah, I know what you're about to do. I'm about to press play. When I press play, then let's get the hell up out of here. Okay. grave and treacherous miscalculation. I have mistaken criminal masterminds as patients. I really thought I could help save them, silly me. A little guidance, a little patience, someone to listen to them is all they really need. How naive could I be? I practically begged them for their statements, each and every one of them. They knew I needed their stories. They could smell my desperation and they just served them up for me. While I thought I was gaining insight, I was being manipulated by everyone in sight. The soul snatch killer, the birthday butcher, the vagrant, every one of them calculated and patient. But the Academy Award, oh, oh, the Academy Award has to go to Chet Bennington. Over a dozen times I would visit him and he would say the same thing every time, word for word. And when he was done, he would just pause, then begin again. I freed them thinking they'd finally be able to begin life, knowing what it was like to be ostracized and rejected, tormented and neglected. Of course you'd be a little eclectic, but this, oh, this is not that. This is a collection of intellectuals running at peak capacity. I am reminded of my second interview with the birthday butcher. I recall he kept asking me if I thought this was a game that we were playing. It never occurred to me that that was exactly how he wanted me to feel. Thinking about it now gives me chills. These people don't get broken, they break. And now, they've been unleashed into the open, free to terrorize and kill simply for the thrill of killing's sake. They laid the trap and the bait. They sat back and watched me react to my fate. They just attack and they take. It was such an intricate plan, the Soul Snatch Killer interview. That's where it initially began. He had to show himself, and I mean truly show himself. He knew that as long as I saw the monster in him, a man with no remorse, I'd have no choice but to see the tortured souls of the others. They knew I would be attracted to that voice. They had to have studied me, learned my history. They knew exactly how they could get to me. Each of them, stealing bits and pieces of my life and weaving them into theirs until I wasn't just believing them, but seeing me in them. <laughs> or maybe it's none of that. And I just wanted to be right. Maybe my ego made love to my insecurities and I was so blinded, I couldn't see the disparities. Maybe I was poisoned by my pride and I couldn't see the severity. I don't know what I know anymore. It's a funny word though, pride. I always took pride in being the smartest person in the room, but pride is eager to consume and soon, if you're not careful, pride will escort you to your tomb. 
I have so many regrets in my recent history, but at least there's hope for some small piece of victory. I managed to lock the asylum down from the rest of the world before they were able to escape captivity. But now it's just them and us. I'm the one feeling captive with them hunting around in this vicinity. I can even hear their footsteps as they walk past, searching, listening. The screaming from the less fortunate orderlies and the sounds of their body parts ripping my fear is crippling. I'm sitting in the corner of my office in an attempt to avoid the chaos amongst us to hide from these monsters that barricaded myself inside with nothing but my reports and my charts and my data to protect me. Praying and hoping they forget me, but I'm secretly hoping that since I'm the one that freed them, they respect me enough to let me... I don't know. I just know I don't want to die here wallowing in my fear. The smell of my own urine in the air. This is a fucking nightmare. Wait, wait, wait. Someone's at the door. I think they're trying to break the lock. No, 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 no. God, please, no. Make them stop. They're outside my door right now, hacking it with a hatchet or a bat or an axe. It's hard to tell, but whatever they're doing, I hope they fail. But, but really, who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm already dead. I've been dead since the beginning. While I'm here with my head between my legs, I'm just pretending. It's only a matter of time until they get through that door and all the office furniture leaned against it comes crashing to the floor. Once again, I'll be face to face with the demented. While I sit here, I can't help but dwell on the first thing Munson said to me. It's the same situation this time, except instead it's me. And he was absolutely right. Here I am hiding, trapped in this corner with no escape. I know my fate. No, I don't want to die. Not yet. But most likely I will. And if you're listening to this tape, it means that I've already been killed. The only thing I can hope is that I'm the last victim, that their brutality ends with me. But it's hard to believe that they don't have some sort of contingency. I pray that my family remembers me as not just the sum of my failures. I am ashamed of my behavior. As I watch them make their way here, there's only one thing left to say here. I'm sorry. I fucked up.